0: So we're going to start this month of February by looking at love. Because what happens in February? Valentine's Day, Day, which is a holiday about Love. love. Now, this holiday about love is normally romantic love, but if you've ever been to a card store, Walmart or anything like that, and you happen to walk down the card aisle, you know that there is basically a Valentine's Day card to give to anybody and everybody. You can give a Valentine's Day card to your boss, you can give a Valentine's Day card to someone you work with, you can give a Valentine's Day card to your neighbor, to your mom, to your dad, to your grandparents, to your aunts, to your uncles, to the person who lives three doors They don't really have that category that I've seen. But if they did, that would be kind of crazy. At school, kids take Valentine's Day cards and they decorate mailboxes and all these little kids pass around Valentine's Day little cards with candy. Those are always my favorite. I love those little conversational hearts. Those are my favorite candy.
1: And so we've
0: made this huge thing, right? And we've lost track. That's the four-letter word the holiday's about, right? Love. Now follow me if you will on this. I'm gonna do you one further. Before you can even think about whether or not you are in love with someone. Whether it be
1: if you're in love
0: with a family member, like you love your family and especially before young kids teenagers you listen to this before you can say you love somebody romantically you need to know what love is where it starts what it's from what it's about
1: and if we trace love back to the beginning of love Love
0: comes from who? Robert. God. Love comes from God. God is what? Love. God is love. The Bible tells us that, doesn't it? God is love. We need to understand what's God's love for us. So, We're going to be looking at a couple of different verses, different chapters, during this month. We're going to spend a lot of time in 1 John, so if you want to read ahead for next week, over the weekend, you can read 1 John. But today, we're going to start off back in Psalms.
1: Because honestly,
0: if you want to get down to it, a guy who had his problems with love but Jeff realized that love was supposed to be about God's love was David if you know anything about the story of David he would have to go to the Valentine's card section at Walmart and buy like 20 cards baby mama's in, he would have to spend a whole lot of money on Valentine's just to make everyone happy, wouldn't he? And yet he understood this one fine point and honestly he never understood it more than when David messed up and had to fess up and come clean And then you start over. So we're going to look at Psalms 31 about that. Because 1st John 4 16 says whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. So whoever lives in love. David had a lot of wives, but I don't think he necessarily understood God's love until it went through some trials. So we're going to look at Psalms thirty-one because what I want us to understand is that God's love is always there for us. And we're going to see this in the way God's love interacts with David. And so we're going to look at the whole thing. There's only going to be a couple of verses we'll go back and and bring out. But I just like this whole Psalms 31. And so here we go. It says, a song of David. You are my shelter, O eternal one, my soul's sanctuary. Shield me from shame rescue me by your righteousness. Hear me, Lord, Turn your ear in my direction. Come quick, save me. Be my rock, my shelter, my fortress of salvation. You are my rock and my fortress, my soul's sanctuary. Therefore, for the sake of your reputation, be my leader, my guide, my navigator, my commander. Save me from the snare that has been secretly set out for me, for you are my protection. I entrust my spirit in your hands. You have redeemed me, O eternal God of faithfulness and truth. I despise the people who pay respect to breathless idols. I trust only in you, eternal one. I will gladly rejoice because of your gracious love. Because you recognized the sadness of my affliction. You felt deep compassion when you saw the pains of my soul. You did not hand me over to my enemy, but instead you liberated me. I make me secure in a good and spacious land. Show me your grace, eternal one, for I am in a tight spot. My eyes are aching with grief. My body and soul are withering with miseries. My life is devoured by sorrow, and my years are haunted with mourning. My sin has sapped me of all strength. My body withers under the weight of the suffering. To all my enemies, I am an object of scorn. My neighbors especially are ashamed of me. My friends are afraid to be seen with me. When I walk down the street, people go out of their way to avoid me. I am as good as dead to them, forgotten like a shattered clay pot. I am easily discarded and gladly replaced. For I hear their whispered plans. Terror is everywhere. They conspire together, planning, plotting, scheming to take my life. But I pour my trust into you, eternal one. I am glad to say you are my God. I give the moments of my life over to you, eternal One. Rescue me from those who hate me and who hound me with their threats. Look toward me and let your face shine down upon your servant, because of your gracious love, save me. Spare me shame, O oh eternal One, for I turn and call to you instead let those who hate me be shamed. Let death's silence claim them. Seal their lips forever, for with pride and contempt boiling in their hearts, they speak boldly against the righteous and persecute those who poured their trust into you. Your overflowing goodness you have kept for those who live in the awe of you. And you share your goodness with those who make you their sanctuary. You hide them, you shelter them in your presence, safe from the conspiracies of sinful men. You keep them in your tent, safe from the slander of accusing tongue bless the eternal He he's revealed his gracious love to me when i was trapped like a city under siege i began to panic so i yelled out i'm cut off you no longer see to me but you heard my cry for help that day when i called out to you love the eternal all of you his faithful people he protects those who are true to him but he pays back the proud and times be strong and live courageously all of you who sent your hope In the Eternal One. There were several mentions in here about love, wasn't it? His gracious love. It saved me, delivered me, protected me. And then finally, in verse 23, it said, Love the Eternal One, love God, you faithful people. The first mention, verse seven:
1: I will rejoice
0: because of your love. I will be joyful. God's love is a reason to be joyful. We read that whole psalm. We knew it was. He says he was in a tight spot, didn't he? He was feeling a little down. Not even just a little. He was growing through a crisis, wasn't he? Yeah, as we read that, how many of us were like, yep, I feel like you, David? Yeah. He was speaking words of truth in what you felt you were going through in your own life, right? Yeah. God's love will see us in a time of affliction. David was talking about how his soul was an anguish was being devoured by sorrow, is what he said. Imagine that. He's having such a tough time with this. But he says, I will entrust you, Lord, and I will gladly rejoice. I will be joyful in your love. seeing what I'm going through, Heavenly Father, that I will still trust in you and in your love. It says in the second part of seven, because you recognized the sadness of my affliction and you felt compassion when you saw the God knows what we are
1: going through.
0: We are not going through it alone. We may feel it sometimes. We may not feel the love. We may think that we are alone in the world. And sometimes when we feel like we're alone in the world, we tend to go looking for love in all the wrong places, right? So why I said, before we can even focus on any kind of love, a romantic kind or with friends or with anything else, we need to understand what God's love is so that that way we know what healthy love is looks like in a relationship because we have it in our relationship with God. We'll talk later about the love chapter. It we'll talks about what love is. And it doesn't matter what kind of relationship you're in. That love that you have with someone else needs to look like that. Your relationship with God needs to have that. and You need to understand that that's what God has with you and you have with Him. But any relationship you have needs to look like that. David's going through a rough spot. He's like, people are plotting to kill me. And hopefully, none of our lives have ever gotten that bad.
1: If they add, no, we are not
0: alone, God is with us. Verse 14. He's like, you know, I'm going to put my trust in you, Lord. People have turned their back on me. My friends are ashamed to be seen with me. They cross the street. His love. Verse 21. Bless the eternal, for he revealed his gracious love to me. We go from him being besieged and under attack. But in 21, it changes, doesn't it? He was crying out for God's love. He was being joyful. He cried out for God's love for his deliverance for him to save him in love. And then he says, bless the eternal for he revealed his gracious love to me. But when I was trapped like a city under siege, I began to panic. So I yelled out, you no longer see me or what God? But you heard my cry for help when I called out to you and you came. And then he finally kind of says this. He gives a challenge. He goes from talking about God's love in his life and how God showed his love to saying, I a challenge. Love the eternal, all of you, his faithful people as he protects those who are true to him. God is faithful. His love is unfailing. He doesn't
1: disappoint.
0: David says it. He delivered me. He heard my cry when I called out to him. And in love, motivated by love, he came and he rescued. wonderful love, but it ends with that challenge. Love God. Be strong and live courageously, all of you who set your hope in the eternal. Live your life. If you work on growing it daily, you're going to notice a change in your relationship with others. Now keep in mind, sometimes we're going to have those relationships where the best thing to happen is to move on. we need to get through each and every day when we ask. He loves us. He never wants to put more on us than we can get. And if you're asking for strength and you're still feeling weighed down, something may need to give and it doesn't need to be. David had to make that decision. He said, my friends are afraid to be seen with me. So who did he turn to? He focused on
1: his relationship. It almost
0: gotten to the point he was ready to give up, thinking God's not listening to me. And have we ever felt like that?
1: Yes.
0: Or even how about one of my songs I like to listen to has a line that says, I know you hear me, but won't you give me a sign? Uh-huh. We feel like that too, don't we?
1: that the didn't okay. Is that about the same like when we have needs and visions from God? Those are
0: going to be a little different. But he could be speaking to you in those, yeah. The Lord speaks to you in the best way he can get to you.
1: I wanted to go one way but to the treatment and the vision that he was showing. He speaks, to us. he
0: speaks to us in the best way in which he can get to us. And so in our diligence, we just need to make sure that in prayer, when we're getting dreams and visions, we ask for discernment. That what is being revealed to us is truly of the Lord. And when we pray about it, and we get his speaking to us and with discernment we can tell it is the Lord that is Him guiding us and however He can best communicate with us because sometimes when we're wide awake we can be a little too stubborn to listen remember that God lives in His time though and not ours in His ways and not our ways, according to his purpose, not our own. So I want us to remember God knows what we are going through. 22, I began to panic. I yelled, where are you? Do you no longer see me? Do you not know what's going on? And then right in that middle of the verse, he changes. But you heard my cry for help that day when I called out to you and you came. He loves us. He wants us to trust him. To trust that his love will see us through. And when we have the love of God, love is truly all you need. But love overcomes virtually everything. When you're talking about the love of God, all you really need is love. His love will be wonderfully demonstrated so that we can see the greatness of His goodness and power. And when that happens, our response is as His faithful people should be to what love So, we got a couple more weeks to Valentine's Day, but don't be sweating whether or not you have a Valentine. Because you got God, you got Jesus. And what they were willing to pay for you to show their love. So much better than a box of chocolates or a Valentine's Day card that plays music or even any fancy jewelry. The love of God is without me. We're going to play a song. And as it plays, take this time. To thank him for his love for you. And to talk about your love for him. Make a promise to be faithful, to not doubt, to put your trust in him and in his love that it will save you. So as the music plays, just take this time in prayer. The altar is available if you have a need to pray. But just as the music plays, take this time. Heavenly Father, we ask that, Lord. Lord, come, have your way in our lives, Lord. We give you our heart. Lord, let us focus on you, on your love. And as we focus on your love and put our trust in it, may we love you in return, Lord. May we put our trust in you. Rely on you. Walk in your ways, Lord, because we know that your love will see us through. That your love is what we need. And in return, we graciously offer you our hearts, our lives, Lord, and our love. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing that chorus. Every moment.